welcome back to the mandatory. We're back after, you know, a little bit of a hiatus. It's been kind of a slow couple of weeks for boxing, but if you like the content, make sure to obviously subscribe to our page, hit that like button because it helps our channel grow. And most importantly, if you've already been rocking with the show, thank you so much for rocking with us. And make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We're at the Mandatory TKO everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know what it is. That's where we are. It's the same handle everywhere, so we do appreciate your support. Brian, it's been a couple of slow weeks, but things are speeding up a little bit in terms of news. Um, but before we get into it, how have you been? And um, you've been kind of busy lately. Yeah, you could blame the the week off on me, guys, uh, watching this when you do. Um been busy doing World Cup stuff and also moving to a different apartment. So that's a process, as some of you may know. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a slow time in boxing. Um, you said it's picking up. Um, I don't know how much it actually is. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, next week there's a fight we may talk about. But you got a minus 900 favorite in that one. And then the week after it starts to pick up a little bit with Richardson Hitchens and you know, Zepeda, and that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, and after that, you have the Canelo Alvarez Jamal Charlo fight. So the next big bout, like the next world stopping bout in the sport, which we of which we've had a few of this year, is going to be a while from now. But we're here, we're back today, and we do have a couple of things uh, to talk about. I mean, you, look, you did not sound excited. You're like, we're back today, but we are. We have no, some no, it's not even that. It's just like. Um, it, it's just like, I, 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 we had just so much momentum this sport did, uh, a while, yeah. uh, like a, just a few weeks ago. And then it just came to a, a, a screeching halt in August. And if you're looking at the calendar for the rest of the year, um, there are some pretty good fights and we still have to see a couple of them that, mm -hmm. you know, when they get finalized and Chantel Cameron's going to fight Katie Taylor and maybe yeah. we'll have a, a unification, with um you know Sinisa Estrada but ultimately like we're staring down the barrel of Tyson Fury Francis Ngannou before the end of the year and hopefully Devin Haney Regis Progray happens otherwise kind of just like all right this year might be mostly done with the really really good fights but I hope that's not the case I think we got blessed with some really good fights like the fact that we got Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. this year was epic. And that's going to bring us right into our first topic. And so Errol Spence Jr. activated his rematch clause. And so we are going to be getting a second fight. There's no official date yet, but he's activated the clause. So this is a fight that we're going to get again. And going back to that first one where Terrence Bud Crawford showed pure domination, um, you know, dropping Spence. What was it? Three times he dropped Spence in that fight. And... Listen, this was a fight where a lot of people thought Spence was going to beat Bud. They weren't giving Bud his credit. And Bud proved that he is pound for pound the number one boxer in the world. Now we're getting a second fight. Is there an appetite for it after what we saw? Because usually when there's a rematch, you want the first fight to be really, really close. But it really wasn't. So the thing with this is Mike Coppinger reported late July before the first fight that there's a rematch clause, but the winner gets to pick the weight which is how I think it should be done. And people are saying that Errol Spence might not have a chance. I mean, I'm not going to say he doesn't have a chance, but if I'm Terrence Crawford, you're coming back down to 147, buddy. <laughs> like, we're doing this again here. 
And, uh, you know, I think Errol Spence does have more of a chance at 154, but I think Terrence Crawford's just too good uh, at this point, right? I, I'm, I'm still, I still, Chantel, I still haven't fully recovered from the first fight in terms of the level of domination. <laughs> um, and I I didn't anticipate that. And, and in the second fight, um, Brian McIntyre, Terrence Crawford's trainer, Bo Mack, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, thank you, IMPK, for leading us there in the comments. We will get to that in a second. But yeah. he said that he thinks the second fight would be the same. And, um, you know, I, I think Errol Spence is within his right to do this at the very least. He'll get a massive payday. But, man, I hope he doesn't get beat that badly again <laughs> is what I'll say to that. You know what? I don't think he will. I don't think because I think it's going to be similar to what we saw happen between like AJ and Usyk. AJ looked mm. a little bit better in that second fight, but he still didn't win that fight. No. But you saw him look a little bit better. And we know how good Spence has been throughout his entire career. And I think the biggest question for him is, as he's getting older, at one point during that fight, I had that question that popped in my head that was like, did he lose it? Because there's like a point in time where you get older, where your body just isn't the same. And when you think about everything that Spence has been through, the car accident, uh, the orbital injury... He's been through a lot. So I want to see what type of Spence we get in the second fight. I'm very curious because, I mean, listen, this was at the beginning. We all said it was a true 50-50 fight. It didn't look like a 50-50 fight in the ring. Huh. You know what I mean? It looked like a 80-20 fight in the ring. That's how bad it looked. And that's not the Spence that we're used to. Or, I mean, but is just that good. Yeah, which, I mean, we've seen that sometimes in the sport where there's a 50-50 fight on paper and then you watch the actual fight and it's like, whoa, like that that's how that went. We noted a couple uh, leading up to it. And then also, like, there are some there are some instances where the rematch is actually closer than the original, as you mentioned, Alexander Usyk. Um, you know, there are some instances where the rematch is not as close as the original uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, although the third rematch was maybe as close as any of them because yeah. Deontay Wilder nearly knocked out uh, Tyson Fury to the point where people are kind of like, what am I seeing at a fourth time given what's going on in the heavyweight division right now? Um, and, and you know, Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev, like Andre Ward was able to squeak out the first one, but then he dominated the second one. Will this be the reverse? I'm not sure. But I think, I, I don't think there's a world where you're going to talk me into Errol Spence winning the second fight. And I, I think when the lines eventually come out, because I don't think they're out yet, um, we don't have a date or anything like that. They were talking about December in the moment. We'll see. Because I think it's going to be early next year. I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be like February or something like that. Yeah, because the sport is the sport. And, you know, I, I just whenever they say hey, if we want this to be made, I just saw a report earlier where they're talking about Jaime Munguia and Edgar Berlanga. That How was long fight have that they, they been talking about? They've so, been talking about that for months. Hold on. But here's the update. Uh, remember, I was there in June and we were talking about this in June. Uh, that should be the fight next. But now they're talking about Edgar Berlanga's. Uh, I think Eddie Hearn said Edgar Berlanga turned it down because he's not ready, quote unquote, which I'm not sure. Uh, no, Oscar De La Hoya said that, not Eddie Hearn. Oscar De La Hoya said that, which Oscar De La Hoya said it. So I'm kind of like, I don't know about that because he's promoting Jaime Munguia. So it's in his best interest to say that, to be yeah. like, hey, I can't, like, my guy can't get a fight, even though Eddie Hearn said that Jaime Munguia is like one of the worst promoted boxing stars ever blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, yeah um, by the way did you see the oscar de la hoya documentary i want to watch it it's so good I it, obviously it. i'm I know biased say, yeah i was gonna obviously say, i'm not biased right um <laughs> but i'm just saying it, it's dope it's dope obviously i'm like hella biased with that um not the biggest fan of him as a promoter i guess you could say but like during his prime i was like a big o oscar fan obviously because of like the 
LA roots and everything like that. But yeah. um, listen, going back to this fight uh, about the appetite, I still think it's a blockbuster fight. I still think it's like a watch party type yeah, of fight yeah, where absolutely. you're going to have a party at your crib and watch this fight because it's Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to have a new crib. Possibly <laughs> me too. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that this is still a fight that fans are going to rush to watch. And I think that's the most important thing. And I do think we're going to get a different version of Spence. So let us know in the comments, how do you think Spence is going to fare in this second fight? Do you see it happening early sometime next year? Uh, Just as boxing fans, we kind of know how these fights are going to go and when they're going to (laughs) come. Not very likely we get it twice in one year. Um, But let's roll with IMPK13's comment because this one obviously is current news right now. How do you think the arrest of Bomac Crawford's trainer will affect the rematch, Brian? So the Bomac thing for people who don't know, uh, he got arrested in the UK. He was just training Chris Eubank Jr., who... If you want to talk about that fight for a second, Chris Eubank Jr. fought Liam Smith this past week. Uh, we didn't get a chance to break it down. I'm sure many people are heartbroken over that. But Chris Eubank Jr. Um, I don't think anyone cares. But... Yeah, uh, about the fight. They care about us, hopefully. Um, although I'm not sure about that either. Um, Chris Eubank Jr., I mean, he's just a better boxer, and I thought he always was. And so the point is that Bo Mack was training Chris Eubank Jr. Chris Eubank Jr. wins the fight, and after the fight, Bo Mack gets arrested. Um, he has a gun on him and, uh, he's in England and there's a trial upcoming, I believe in October. And I saw some people floating around that, Oh, what if he gets five years, whatever, whatever, because they don't play, they don't play in England with those type of gun charges. They shouldn't. Yeah. We play too much here in y'all, the States. Y- y'all do, y'all do. Um, you guys need to get <laughs> Not in New York, laws, But that's a pol- York, that's a po- that's a political thing that we don't need to do here on the mandatory. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's like a couple of things we're gonna stay away from on the mandatory, like religion, politics. What else do they tell you not to talk about? Stuff like that. But nonetheless, I, I don't mind say, talking about those things. Just I I, I guess I don't either, but I mean that's forum for it. But yeah, that's not we, the type We've of actually talked we talked about this off air before. I do um, you know what the funny thing is? Sorry to cut you off there. It's just like I understand. And if you're packing heat like in the states and you're traveling and you, I, I do understand that right depending on what type of lifestyle you live like if you're not trying to get jacked because these are dudes that do have bread right and it's a crazy world out there like you could be having dinner somewhere right now in the states like this is actually happening in la where you could be having dinner in like a nice area like beverly hills and someone will come up to you and like uh, you know try to jack you right like this actually happened so i can understand if you're packing heat in the states but it's like when you're going overseas and traveling like why are you doing this like that's my big thing it's like why are you doing this like you're gonna get busted you're going on a flight so from boxinginsider.com to pull up a couple of the direct quotes here um after and this is from authorities who discovered that there was a firearm in McIntyre's luggage, which then brings the question to your point. How did he bring it in in the first place? Unless he bought it while he was there, which that doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. I guess that part is not that uh, important. But basically, there was a firearm in his luggage, quote, after initial inspection by security staff, GMP officers attended. uh, The firearm was seized. And then they also said that his next court date is going to be due he's going to be a peer he's going to blah, 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 professional broadcaster here ladies and gentlemen clearly he is due to appear in court on october 9th 
2023. So I was right about the month. Um, that's going to be in Manchester. And don't ho- uh, hope that he doesn't get time because, uh, you know, that could cause a whole lot of other problems. So I, I don't know how it works over there. Our friends in the UK, let us know. Um, yeah, let maybe us there know. maybe there's some ins and outs going on there that haven't been reported stateside. But, um, yeah, McIntyre might be in some deep shit. And I don't know how to answer the question, IMPK. How is that going to affect? Uh, how's it going to affect Terrence Crawford? I don't know. I imagine uh, someone else will have to step in. Um, I- I'm not so sure that he needs Bo Mack to beat Errol Spence, which might sound crazy, but I mean, Terrence Crawford is that good. But what happens to Bo Mack just from a life standpoint? I don't know. And we don't what what the sentence potentially is going to be. You know, he has to appear in court. That's a month from now. There's a lot of uncertainty here. For me, it's like I think that's the bigger question. It's like what happens with Bo Mack? Because I do think mentally it might have an effect on Bud because he's always trained. Like, Bomax has been his trainer. Bomax has been his dude. So when you're coming into a big fight and you're not going to have your main trainer there, the guy that's been with you since jump, that's different. Like, that does have an effect on you mentally. So I do think it is going to affect Crawford training a bit. Like, we would be lying if we thought we it didn't, right? Like, Bud is that good. I think he'll be able to still beat Spence. <laughs> I think Spence is going to do a little bit better. Maybe it'll be like eight to four or something like that. I don't know. Like, I, said, I don't know if it does it get to 12 this time. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I would, I would hope so. You would hope that Spence would come back a little bit better than last time. And I think he will um, because Spence is that good. Um, but I just think it's the big question of like, what happens with Bo Mac? Like that's what I would be personally more concerned about if he does get the time. Um, or if he ends up getting off on like probation and not able to go to the UK again, like that could also be something where he's banned from coming mm. from the UK. Cause I'm just thinking like Canadian laws are a little bit somewhat similar to like UK laws, but not really. Um, but it's more similar than I guess you could say like the state's laws. Cause the state's laws are crazy. Like yeah. you get a gun charge, you get lot depending on what state you're in. Um, you know, like you get locked up for a minute. Uh, let's go over to hustle man. Um, by the way, I am PK13 Hustleman, uh, friends of the show. Thanks, guys, for always rocking with us. We appreciate y'all. Um, Hustleman says, I hope it's at 154, and Spence looks way better. It was sad seeing Spence get punished like that. It was. Yeah. Um, don't have a lot to add there. Uh, I will say that um, just last thing on the Bull Mac thing. If he does get banned from traveling in the UK, that probably makes training Chris Eubank a little bit difficult. Um, seeing how that relationship just went very successfully uh, the first time. Yeah. But I don't think Terrence Crawford's going to have to worry about it if that's the case, because I don't see him needing to fight Conor Ben or anybody like that anytime soon. No, um, so That's not going to happen. And we yeah, probably no. need to see uh, Conor Ben and Chris Eubank before we see anything else. Uh, we need to see Connor Ben get clean first. Like I'm not even. Is weird. it is it too much hype on him? We're, we should get into. <laughs> we should do a video of the most underrated and the most overhyped. That'll be two hours for me. I got. Well, taste. you can only pick a couple. We should. Okay. We'll, if you guys, <laughs> you know, it's gonna take too long. But I think that's actually a good one because I think there's we'll a do it live. Overhyped. We'll do it live. We'll do an yeah. overrated, overrated, underrated live. We'll do it live at some point. All right, let's, uh, by the way, if you have any more comments on the Bud and Spence rematch on BOMAC, drop some comments below. Also, if you're just tuning in right now, you just hopped on the live, uh, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already and follow us on our social media channels. Let's go to the next topic, which is absolutely huge because Amanda Serrano is making history. She's set to fight Danila Ramos in 12 round, three minute rounds, Brian. 
not two minutes, three minute round. So she's breaking ground here. She's changing the game. And this is good for women's boxing. Many women have been pushing for this. Um, promoters as well. Amanda Serrano being at the forefront of it. Clarissa Shields has talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. Heather Hardy's talked about this in the past. Um, you know, like, we'll see what happens. Chantel Cameron, I think, floated out there like, hey, let's make the Katie Taylor fight, you know, 12, three-minute rounds. And in Sinisa Estrada's um, minimum weight <laughs> a unification against Yocasta Valle. And they were talking about maybe they'll do it for 12, three-minute rounds. The fight yeah. to Sinisa Estrada, she might be in trouble in that one if it's 12, three-minute rounds based on her last fight. But listen, uh, that's this is huge. And... I think that it's important because especially especially the three minute round portion of it, right? The reason why Amanda Serrano is great is because if you look at her knockout percentage, among other things, she has one of the highest in women's boxing. The fact that she has 30 knockouts at this point in her career, I think the most all time in women's boxing is 32. She has 30 despite there being two minute rounds is nuts. And if you see longer rounds, you're going to get more knockouts. That's basically how this works. Um, you'll have more entertaining fights. Fighters will fight at a different pace. Um, and it's a step closer to the equality that people say that they've been wanting to push for, that you know this is an action that's going to work out. The fight's going to be in Orlando. I'm actually going to be in Orlando for other reasons at that point in the year, but I may try to swing by and check this out. I think Amanda Serrano um, is also going to be defending her Undisputed Featherweight Championship, which is a massive massive deal so it's about time and i'm hoping that this starts a trend I, it's another one of these things where it's like why did this take so long <laughs> to you know to sort of get here because yeah. you have a lot of now like this is the best time in women's boxing that we have in terms of the competitors the clarissa shields the amanda serranos um you know sinisa estrada as i mentioned earlier chantel cameron katie taylor we'll see what happens with alicia Baumgartner because i was about to mention her like you know her too but <laughs> she might not be clean we'll see um michaela mayer just fought so and and these are all women who deserve to be in three minute round fights 12 round fights for titles and things of that nature yeah i think this is well i'm not gonna lie to you so i heard the name danila ramos and i was like let me check her check her out i've never seen her fight um, so then I go and try to look up some videos. Not a lot, to be honest with you. Um, this is just based off the footage that I saw, uh, keeps the chin untucked. Uh, you know, she does throw nice combos, but I think this is a fight where it's set up where it's the first three minute round fight in women's boxing and they want to put on a show yeah. like Amanda Serrano, I think could get the stoppage in a two minute round. So yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, Listen, Danila might have a chance. She might have some good moments, but I just think Amanda's going to dominate this fight. There's a reason why they chose Danila Ramos. They are going to put on a show. She's probably going to get the stoppage. And this is legendary. At this point, like when we talk about the women in boxing, and you just named a bunch, but we did do a video not too long ago where Brian talked about how you could argue that Amanda Serrano is the GOAT. This is GOAT-like behavior. Okay, doing stuff like this, like this is changing the game. Like we talk about not to compare boxing to basketball, but we always talk about how Steph Curry changed the game. Literally, this is Amanda Serrano being the front runner of changing the game for women's boxing, having these three minute rounds, because what's the one knock on women's boxing that they always get that I hate? It's like they don't have enough knockouts. 
And there's always been, you know, the it's conversations. Like, it's like the WNBA of, with dunks also. Yeah, and they're like, let's lower the rim. And people are like, no, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, there's also talk where I mentioned one time that boxing purists hates uh, where I'm like, well, why don't we just go down to like eight ounce gloves or something like that? Then maybe we would see more knockouts. But a three minute round, we're going to see a lot more knockouts. We're going to see a lot more stoppages. So if this is the first one that we're going to see, we're going to see more. And I think Michaela Mayer was against this. But if we go back and really? yeah, she, I, I do I believe she that. was against this. Um, but if listen, if she got three minute rounds against Alicia Baumgartner, there might have been a different decision in that fight. Um, like we don't know, but there might have been a different decision in that There's fight. A joke in there that I'm not gonna make, but you know, let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, all right, let's uh, take a look at some of these comments here. Uh, keep the comments coming. Uh, we're gonna go back to um, a friend of the show here. Um, do you want to click the comments or me? I think we're both clicking them at the same time. <laughs> no, I my hands are my hands are on my lap. Um, okay, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's not weird. Stop it. <laughs> just trying to razz you. <laughs> um, uh, Amanda Serrano. This is from Hustle Man. Amanda's already a beast machine. Beast machine. I like that. A beast yeah. machine in two minute rounds. Um, an extra minute for her is dangerous for the opponent. Absolutely. I also wonder, like, how does this modify certain styles? Because three minute rounds versus two minute rounds, it, like, even when you're working out, it's a big difference. The pacing has to be different. And Amanda Serrano is coming forward and is an amazing pressure fighter. And I wonder if she's going to add some pace, knowing that instead of having 20 up to 20 minutes, where it's 10 two minute rounds, now you have up to 36 minutes, where it's 12 three minute rounds. And you wonder if there's going to be a little more of a conservative start to her game. And as I say that, I just still see her sort of fighting the same way. <laughs> You in know my what? Head. Listen, Jordan's going to figure it out. But <laughs> what is actually going to happen is I don't think this fight goes to 12 rounds. Like, I'm not trying to knock. But on you got to prepare Ramos. for it. You got to prepare yeah, for it. Though. Of course. Yeah. I think she has like one knockout and she has like 12 wins or something, if I'm not mistaken, when I looked. Uh, no, you're don't... right. Like, okay. no, 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 you're right. And it's it's similar to Erica Cruz, who Amanda Serrano, I think if that was a fight who Amanda Serrano beat earlier this year. Um, if that was a fight that happened in twelve minute round uh, in twelve three minute rounds, I think she probably stops Erica Cruz as tough as she was. No, she does. And so this is a fight where we're gonna see Amanda Serrano not only make history, but we're gonna see her dominate. And I think a lot of conversations about who's the goat at the end of her career is gonna it's gonna it's not gonna exist because of the things she's doing right now. Ooh. Because I do think there's not going to be a conversation at the Clarissa end of it. Clarissa Shields' mafia is going to come for you. Like you know, I'm the I, listen. I'm the biggest Clarissa Shields fan. You know that. <laughs> I'm like the biggest Clarissa Shields. But this is like different. This is like changing the game. Like there's levels to it, right? Yeah. Like it's not only about when you talk about like greatness and everything. It's not only about what you do in the ring. It's what you do outside. Like are you changing the sport in a sense? She and also has this, four times the amount of fights as Clarissa Shields. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to go back and forth because I, I do think Clarissa Shields, like I would also rank her on the pound for pound list for men. Like if we, if we could do that, like the UFC does. Um, I love that. Uh, by the way, talking about lists, look at me and my segues. Um, hustle man. <laughs> Professional broadcaster. That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, ESPN doesn't have Baumgartner on the women's pound for pound list. Do you guys think it's fair? I don't think it's fair. My question I think she should be my, on the pound for pound list. Like that, that's yeah. ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I get why she's not because they took her off. They want to stay off of her because of what she tested positive for. But okay. she should be on that list. That was my question, though. Was she on it before she tested dirty 
and now the investigation's ongoing and she's obviously maintaining her innocence and such. But did it happen before? Um, but I, I still think, you know, if, if you're going by innocent until proven guilty, then, yeah, you leave her on there until there's a, a decision made in terms of a suspension or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think she's like number one or whatever, but she's on the list, I think, until she's proven guilty um and they suspend her or whatever but i think that's ongoing and i don't know when we're going to find a resolution to that but we should soon because it's been it's been some weeks now all right let's go to impk13 do you think female fighters will get larger purses for taking longer fights i would hope i think this is only going to help them get larger purses um because it's gonna listen this is gonna help build the sport especially if we start seeing more knockouts like this is gonna help build the sport because of these three minute rounds my answer is that I hope so. Um, but in this country, <laughs> everyone's trying to get the most out of the least. <laughs> so, like, you know, they'll extend your hours and or they'll they'll cut off a couple hours for your lunch or whatever the case may be. And then, like, they'll still pay, pay you the same, if not less. So I don't, I don't know if that's going to apply to boxing. But I do think that, like, this should lead to bigger purses because you're preparing, again, the difference is up to 20 minutes for women's title fights to up to 36 minutes you're talking about almost double the time you're going to put into your preparation Mm -hmm. should that mean double the pay or just about double the pay i mean probably should i don't know if it's going to lead to that because i don't think the economics are going to work out in that way uh and we can get into a, a higher form conversation about that i suppose about inequalities and things of that nature but ultimately i i hope that that's the case i'm skeptical that it is but i'm just glad that amanda serrano is getting paid a uh, period now compared yeah. to when like I first started covering her and she was still like on some undercards having her highlights broadcasted on Showtime Extreme as opposed to main eventing Showtime cards because it was a different time in the sport particularly for women and you couldn't even find you know real competition for her consistently to the point where she had to rematch a couple of girls that she already overwhelmed multiple times. Not Heather Hardy. I'm talking about before that because Heather Hardy is actually a worthy challenger who she just rematched now. But now is a different time in the sport where they should all be getting paid a lot more than they were. And especially with this change, I think if you're fighting these type of fights, yes, you should be getting paid more. And to go back on Heather Hardy, I mean, not only is Amanda Serrano getting the bag, she helped a woman like Heather Hardy get the bag who should have got the bag a long time ago. Like she's also putting women on a different platform, right? Like we also have to give a little bit of credit to MVP promotions. We have to give a little bit of credit to Jake Paul. I know some people might not (laughs) want to do that, but facts are facts. And uh, listen, the platform that he's built and the way women's boxing has grown Yeah, you got to give credit where credit is due. So I'm going to give him his flowers, but uh, also give Amanda Serrano her flowers because what she's doing right now, she's making history and uh, we're witnessing history. So that's always a good thing. We're going to run through the final few comments before we get up and out of here. So if you have any more questions or comments, let us know. Uh, Going back to IMPK 13, Bob Gardner has to get rid of the cloud of suspicion around her to be on the pound for pound list, of course. like She's trying. Yeah. (laughs) She's trying, but like... I. You know, I, I, I think they just need to go through the process of the investigation. But she she's maintained her innocence and clearing her and trying to clear her name. But she hasn't been able to clear her name because there's an investigation. So there's a process that needs to play out there. Yeah. And uh, I think that process should actually be coming up to an end pretty soon. 
because it's been a minute. So we're going to be hearing Maybe. something. <laughs> um, but you know, if you're if you're following Alicia Baumgartner on social media, then you know that she's 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 saying she's innocent, man. And um, we'll see what happens with that. We're going to go back to hustle, man. I was going to say Jake Paul had a huge impact on Serrano. I, I mean, I would agree in terms of like the boxing career um, and how he kind of elevated it. I think Amanda Serrano should have been getting this credit a long time ago. But I mean, listen, this is a great start. This is great for women's boxing because not only is Amanda Serrano a face for women's boxing, we've talked about this on the show. Like, I, I know people are probably like, man, they're, they're wearing Amanda Serrano capes. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> But it's just the facts. Um, she's a face of boxing and she draws in a lot of attention. Even people that aren't, I guess, boxing fans, casual boxing fans, or not even, they know Amanda Serrano. Like that's how big her star is at this point. So she's a, she's a massive face for boxing and what she's doing right now, you know, changing some of the game is really impressive. On top of that, this will be her third fight this year. How she many, fights a lot. How Canelo. Many... That's the only person I can compare it to. Right? How many how many stars of that caliber are fighting three times in a year? You know what I mean? Like, and and this is a fight that's going to be again 12 three minute rounds, although we're both skeptical that it'll go all 12. But this is this is supposed to be like, and this is a year where she's fought the two decisions. She has 20 professional rounds this year already in the bag. And this next fight against Danilo Ramos is going to be less than three months after going to war with Heather Hardy. Like, <laughs> and you know what's crazy about it? Every time she's like, yeah, I'll put my bets, belts on the line. <laughs> yeah. Just like no fear. Yeah, I'll put these undisputed belts in the line. No no problem. I'll do it. Like, that's G. But um, before we get up out of here, Brian, any final thoughts on uh, Bud Spence, Bomac, or Amanda Serrano? Uh, I wish... I wish everybody involved all the best. Bo Mack, Alicia Baumgartner, Amanda Serrano, <laughs> you know, like everybody. Everybody's dealing with something. Jake Paul's brother's into some shit with Dylan Dennis now. And, you know, there's some nasty things going on there. If you've been following uh, yeah. the dark corners of social media, um, there's a lot going on. So I wish everybody all the best. And, uh, yeah, ultimately, Spence Crawford, too. We'll see uh, when it takes place, but I don't expect a, a drastically different result. And we'll see if Bomac is even there for that. And Hustleman says Amanda Serrano is a female version of Manny Pacquiao. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Pretty astute comparison. I agree. Yeah. So, by the way, if you haven't already liked uh, the video or hit that subscribe button, please do. Helps the channel grow. Also, follow us on our social media platforms at The Mandatory TKO. If you want some more lives during the evening, let us know as well. Uh, we are open to it. I actually enjoyed our last evening live uh, where we did the draft. Maybe we have like the overhyped boxers and uh you know the ones that aren't as appreciated we will be doing that as well uh but stay tuned because we're going to have some betting content come out this week for ufc as well so definitely check for that but thanks so much for rocking with us today and uh stay tuned because we got some more boxing content coming your way hey.